How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Yay, welcome back. You might be um, going to the cottage actually because it's a big long weekend or maybe even coming home already. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for joining us. You're going to laugh. You're going to live. From a long week. weekend of cottaging. Yes, because it's tough. Yeah. Dean Young, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks for having me literally every week. Yes, that's what all the guys say with me. Is thanks for having me, Sandra. So I had a couple of gigs this week we're going to talk about. I'm just going to throw it to our a very experienced panel because I have some questions and stuff. Um, Where were you? I was, okay, so one gig was a fundraiser. Uh, because you know, I'm doing so well from the cancer. So, uh, it's like, I was a wrap up to my cancer. So my sister threw yeah. me this fundraiser that, uh, cause I want to give back to Wellspring Cancer Center. And so it was really good. It was at the Bronte Harbor in Oakville. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was really nice there. And it was a speakeasy theme. Um, and everybody dressed up. It was incredible. And then, um, across the hall was this, a uh, Grady graduation, St. Bernadette school. And the kids were kind of blocking our entranceway. And we go to talk to the moms, and they're like, "You don't want to ruin a grade eight grad, do you?" Like yeah. these self entitled moms. Oh, but yeah. so you send your mo- your kids to a Catholic school, and then you act like an idiot in front of your kids. And uh, they were just being really rude. And uh, I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm a cancer patient, and this is a fundraiser for me <laughs> and for Wellspring. I threw the yeah. ca- I you threw the C card out. Yeah. And uh, she goes, I don't care. My mom had cancer. She died of cancer. I'm like, okay, are oh. we having a cancer competition right now? <laughs> like, what just happened? That now? is a pretty good retort. Yeah, from her? From her, yeah. Yeah, like my mom died of cancer, so that's why I'm going to be an idiot. Yeah. Then let my kids act like an idiot. I'm glad you busted that card out, though. That's a yeah. good card. Oh, it's like Amex. It's a it's a platinum anime, anywhere I can. But anyway, so other than that, it was a gig where I kind of bombed. I'll be quite honest. Because of that happened, mm-hmm. I kind of bombed. And uh, I want to talk about that with the panel, too. And then um, I had another gig last night. It was a corporate gig. Where was this? And this was different. It was for the good guys at Multivans who hired me. They build truck bodies. And um, they they did it for Penske, which is their client, which is the truck rental. Okay. And uh, so we'll talk about that, uh, how that went down. Because corporate gigs are very different. And uh, there's some people in the room who know a little bit about it. I went on a date last night in your neighborhood. Where? Little Italy. That's not my name. Wow. Well, yeah. Anything. You just, okay, good for you. How did that go? It was and, great. And yeah, how, was nice. what does she cost per hour? It was an expensive date. I forgot how much those are, but yeah, there's going to be a second one. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a big Maybe. show. We want to welcome the gang from Yuck Yucks, Mr. Mark Breslin, founder, CEO. Hello, Mark. Hello, Sandra. Welcome back, sir. It's been a while. Thank you. Um, Ariel. Kagan. Kagan is That's in me. charge of? Uh, universities, college, and special events bookings. Yes. Is that the funny business portion? Correct. Which is like the agency portion correct so you would book out comics to corporate gigs and such correct right and kira williams hi happy birthday oh thank you so happy much. belated, belated. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and kira uh you do go um, ahead well i'm the vice president of operations so everything everything she the mm-hmm. boss she the boss so yuck yucks is of course uh the biggest comic chain of comedy clubs in canada uh, started, probably second biggest in the world. Mm-hmm. Second biggest in the world. What's the biggest in the world? Probably the improv. It yeah. all depends on how you, you know, 
how you count them. Mm-hmm. We have a lot more one-nighters. They have a few more clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could make a case for either. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Yakex is in uh, all the major markets in Canada. The latest was Victoria, right? Yes, that, that didn't work out too well. What happened? It Oops. didn't work. It closed. <laughs> we could cut that if you want. No, 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 no. It, just, it that... shows you that, you know, you just can't cookie cutter these things, that there's a lot of things that wow. uh, have to affect whether a, uh, something is a success or not. Mm-hmm. They opened up at the wrong time. They had, uh, their rent was too high. Uh, they, um, uh, they didn't market it properly. They didn't market it properly. Uh, uh, they ran out of cash. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of So it was a things. franchise? They're all franchises. Except the one in Richmond. Nope, that's not that's a franchise as well. Oh, is it? I, oh. I'm in the intel intellectual property business, which is pretty funny when you use the word intellectual yeah. to describe uh, uh. poo and pee and <laughs> <laughs> jokes. Yeah. So, you know. So I just want to flip to the funny business side quickly. So uh, all the comics on roster can be uh, booked for your for your corporate events and that sort of thing, right? Correct. Yes. So, um, uh, and it's very interesting because we investigate everything about comedy on this show, right? So there's so many facets to comedy. There's the club doing comedy in a club like Yuck Yucks where people pay to see comedy, which is a very distinct, I guess, execution of comedy, Dean, right? Yeah, well. Guys? <laughs> Yes. Well, if Dean is ever in a club, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get out of the coffee shops. Yeah. No, but then coffee shops are a different kind of comedy because there's independent producers like comics who often put those on. And then there's corporate gigs. And it's funny, I for 25 years, so of course I talk about this all the time, but my entry into comedy was in the early 90s, the contest Yuck Yucks had was Canada's Search for Funniest New Comic. Yes, that's was that, right. Was the cut? Mm-hmm. right. So I went to Young and Eglinton. And uh, I was a radio salesperson, and I called the guy there. I wish I would remember. And I said, I want to be part of this contest. I had my five minutes memorized, and he and he said, okay, I don't know your name. I don't recognize you. I said, what do you mean? It's, I'm a new comic. He said, no. <laughs> you have to be part of the amateur nights to even go in there. He goes, he was teaching me. He goes, you know, often it's you got to do it for a year or two. So I said, please, please, if there's a cancellation. So he put me in, and don't I make it into the semifinals. Oh, good for you. I know. And then I bought. And then you ate it. I ate him huge. The week later, because I changed my material at Kira, I thought it was like a dress. Like, I, I can't wear the same dress. No. Oh, I can't no. have the same oh, no. material. You never change it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the tight. Yeah, what was Show I thinking? Show me the showcase set. Idiot. There's right. so much comedy talent in this city that even the amateurs have a hierarchy within them. See? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. right now. Like, it seems to be like another boom that's happening in Toronto right now. Is that true, Mark? There's a boom, to, but there's no money. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought um, this is a professional thing that I'm trying to, I've always tried to promote, uh, where people could actually make a a living from what they do. So there's lots more comics, there's lots more supply, but there isn't that much more demand. Well, usually, um, thank you, usually... There's now 500 people in the city not making a living. Uh, There used to be 25 people in the city barely making a living. There's the difference. Well, they're pumping, they're coming out of Humber College. A lot of people are taking, like now I had my former nanny tell me I don't want to do. She went to university for childcare. Now she wants to be a comedian. Of course, everybody wants to be. So well, and it's as soon as you leave the city, then it's you know when you're doing this for a living, it's like oh yeah, that's right. That's then I can make money. And you come back to Toronto, and she's yeah, it's so oversaturated. You can get ample stage time here, but there there's so much. It's tough for audiences to tell the difference a lot of the time. Well, half the time you're if you're doing ample stage time, like you say, you're just playing to other comics. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I want to talk about that too. This is going to be a great show. You also got you know you got to be creative in the city to make money. You totally do, right? Like you got to host your own show. You got to like do Mm. something that 
is generating revenue, and that's where an agency like what we do okay. is so important. Well, we'll talk with the gang here from Yuck Yucks, Mark Breslin, Ariel, and Kira, and our friend Dean here more about comedy in the city and in this country on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> the show about comedy inside jokes. And of course, we have to have the premier people in this country with about comedy is Yuck Yucks. Mark Breslin is here, the founder, creator. I am. I'm here. And the Poobah. <laughs> Ariel and Kira um, are running different facets. Uh, well, Kira doing the VP of operation and Ariel, um, I guess, heading up funny business, which is the agency part. I say heading up, but a, yeah. a key cog. I gave you a title. A key yeah. cog. A key cog. These are the better. three wizards behind yes. the curtain. Please don't make so, me a boss. <laughs> let's talk about the corporate gigs for a second. So what I sure. did uh, last night, so again, so I started at Yuck Yucks then where I was going was I got into radio and I started doing more corporate stuff, right? And I didn't spend a lot of time in the clubs. It's very Two very different ways of doing comedy. So at a corporate gig, and what I noticed last night was um, that those they're there with their boss, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're not maybe prone to laughing at certain content. Now, this is not a way for me to cover up, you know, because I just got word that they're very happy and they want to book me again. But there was a resistance, right? So do you coach your talent before they go out or do they kind of, you expect them to know this kind of thing? Uh, I would say you kind of take in the information of what the gig is about who it's for, and you provide the best available comedian for that event. Okay, so you do tailor than, the... T- yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and we keep the client in the the selection process, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if they come to us and they're like, it's next Sunday, we're like, well, these are our best available acts for that Sunday. Yeah, the tapering of uh, uh, the, the choosing of the acts is kind of a bit of an art. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, one of uh, Ariel's colleagues came to me and said, hey, I got Jason Rouse a corporate. And I thought, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That's How comedy. could you get Jason Rouse a corporate? They said it's a skateboard company. Uh, okay. And it worked Perfect. great. Uh, okay. So Perfect. Jason Rouse is a very compelling, hilarious, but blue, and you need to know what Jason Rouse is about, right? And He's a strong, very that's why specific we all flavor. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. we all laughed because but when you because think he of would him normally not do a corporate. Right. Yeah. Um, you have to remember something about corporates. They are not looking for the funniest person around. They're looking for somebody who's funny enough who will not offend one person in the crowd. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not looking for somebody who will have a set where, you know, there'll be a bunch of uh, nines out of tens on jokes and Mm -hmm. then a couple of twos. No, they're looking for somebody who's consistent sevens. Yes. That's all they want. That's what they need. They don't want to have to sit there in an embarrassment when their boss, as you you mentioned, their boss is sitting there. They're looking at whether their boss is laughing. Right. Um, It's all stuff like, it's all stuff like that. You know, I'll tell you, I was, I've been booked on a lot of corporates and I'm not very good at to be yes. quite honest. Um, not because I'm so blue, but because my message of melancholy doesn't really work well with, mel- <laughs> with middle management because they're already melancholic enough. <laughs> so that's very important to know for anybody who wants to get into comedy. There's different kinds of streams you could enter and maybe specialize in, right, Kira? Absolutely. I mean, right? we have guys that are just specifically club comics. Yes. And then other guys that can do it all. Yes. Women as well, not just yes. the guys. I'm inclusive. Yes. Um but it really depends, like uh, Mark was saying. I mean, if, if somebody came asking for this corporate with somebody like uh, Jason Rouse in mind, you know it's going to be a different kind of corporate than, <laughs> uh, you know, all the suits sitting around. Just Sometimes right. the clients make it way harder than it needs to be, too. Like I had one, a nursing convention, 
and I put we have a female comedian who is a nurse and I was like this is the person for your event and then they were like, no we want that person and then he bombed for 40 minutes and then you're like well I told you that would happen so you good you consult so, with the company which so is important a lot of the time yeah. you know it's just about it's become a trifle looser over the years um, as the workplace has gotten younger more educated mm-hmm. and a bit hipper but it's still not the kind of place where you can go and do whatever you want on stage. Right. It, that's what clubs are for. That's because right. in the in my clubs, I can't speak for others, but in my clubs, if an audience member doesn't like the content of what a comic is doing, we just give them tickets to another show. We would never think of firing the comic. We would never think of telling the comic, don't do that bit. Interesting. But you can't do that in a corporate. No, I yeah. know, because you're, once you're in, you're in. I think part of the thing, too, again, with corporate, the people aren't there necessarily to see comedy. Uh, like they didn't pay, I'm going to see comedy now and be prepared to laugh. They're there for different purposes, right? Half the time, there's just, a lot of them don't really want to be there. For Not, I would say all the time, but sometimes there are people that they're just there because it's a work function Mm -hmm. and they have to be there and they have no interest in seeing it. They don't, they're not necessarily the type of people that would go to see comedy. Mm So yeah. as a comic too, so I had to remember, I know the material works because it's worked other times. So when it wasn't always working last night, I was like in my head going, oh my God, you know, and even though I've been doing it for 25 years, you have to remind yourself, still work, th- go through it, stick to your stuff. I'll and- tell you the best corporates that I've ever done yes. are the corporates where they give you a script and they say, just do this script really? and go off script when you feel like it. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing your act. You're doing what they gave you to do, and mm-hmm. you're throwing in a line here and a line there. And I do a lot of those. Those work out best for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. That's Mark Breslin from Yuck Yucks, along with Kira and Ariel and Dean Young. We're and why, why did you think you lost float with them last night? Well, because the previous shows, because I was banging it out, because the other shows are sometimes in clubs. Yeah. Or I've done soft seat theaters which are very easy, I think, compared to even clubs sometimes. And we'll talk about that. Um, You know, if I'm opening for Frank Spadone and he's got his audience there, then it's easy. I'm uh, like, I'm calling it in at that point. I mean, I'm still putting it. I just, it's easier. Like, you know, I'm not letting myself off the hook. And then you really got to show up to when you're doing a Yuck Yucks club or something. It's a totally different thing. So I always like to let people be aware of that when they want to get into comedy because what's into it. We'll talk more after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. We've got the gang from Yuck Yucks here. Welcome, Mark, Ariel, and Kira. We were talking about uh, comedy, all things about if you want to get into it. And um, Kira, you made a good point. So if somebody wants to get into comedy or sometimes they spoke at their cousin's wedding and got a few laughs (laughs) and suddenly they want to do comedy at Yuck Yucks, what do they need to know? What do they need to know? Come down to a amateur night show. <laughs> and Tuesdays. watch it. Watch it. Watch the show first before you start uh, asking to be on. Come down. See the show Tuesday is 930. Um, introduce yourself to Ryan. Ryan's the booker for yes. uh, for amateur night. and just He's going to hate you for saying his name on her. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all know him. <laughs> and I say yeah. that because the, the inundation of calls yeah. and emails you guys get. And we right? get so many. And that's the thing. And, and Ryan can't... Um, respond to every single person that writes and we get like 
at least 60 to 70 emails a week asking for a spot and we have nine spots available. Wow. Then you do a lottery, right? Once- we do a lottery, yeah. So if you don't actually get a spot, you come down to the club and then you might get pulled to... to so that's on. the hierarchy that uh, Mark Breslin, who's here, mentioned even within the amateur community. So those are the people who go out every week and I know of a lot of them, like Jeff E and uh, Lenny Carrado and all those guys... Well, and it's a good chance too, like, because that's a huge thing is these people who are like, I, yeah, I think I could do stand up and they've never been on stage yeah. before. Mm. Am Night at Yucks is great because they also, they have a, a comic hosting, they have a comic headlining, so they have pro comics on there. Mm-hmm. You get to actually see what the process is. Yeah. And, and yeah, throw like your name in the play in a real club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, totally what we're really, different. what we're really proud of is, you know, for 40 years, um, we, we will put on anybody yeah. once. We will give everybody that experience. There, we know that there are better amateurs and less better amateurs um, that are out there. And we could construct a show of only the best, but we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We always want to give people that sort of experience of being able to go up in a real comedy club and see what it's like. But I would advise people who really want to do this, um, before they, they go up on, on, on a Yuck Yucks Amateur Night, to go to one of the 50... 75 pub mm-hmm. shows that exist out there, yeah. those open mics, yeah. get up when there's six people in the audience. Oh. And, 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 Ouch. No, and it doesn't matter how you do. Because when you get up at Yucca's, we're watching you. Uh, mm. And if you're no good and you stink, it might take you another year and a half to get on. Yeah. What if it was just one bad night for me? Too bad. Yep. You Bring bit it? Game. Yeah. Oh. It's a game. It's, <laughs> but that's show business though, that's right? Show Isn't business. that right? Absolutely. I mean, on the parenting show earlier tonight, we had a very big agent uh, for children in show business. And you know what? That's show business. That's and just you, the way it is. And it even happens if you... to it happens to the pros too, you know? Yeah. If they're showcasing for just for laughs or anything like that and they have a bad set. Bingo. Then they're not getting just for laughs. Yep. That's a good point. They might not even get and that's the lesson you need to learn even if you're a brand new amateur in stand up. It's like you 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 might have a bad set here and there, but if people can tell if you're putting in the work or not. Yes. So well, if you go and well, do one of these million shows in Toronto where it's just five comics in the back of the room at one in the morning on their phones uh, waiting to do their five minutes, yeah. that's how you cut your teeth. And I that's, do notice it because I go out a lot and I see a lot of amateurs. So I notice if you're out and doing shows like at open mics, you know, before you come to our room, mm-hmm. I yeah. will notice and take note of that. That's good. That means the they're committed. And stage time is so, so important. Two to three times a week. It's like you have what? to get on stage. What did you just say? A is night. That not Enough? Two no. or three times a night. Yes. Oh my god! That's how competitive Mark. it's gotten. Yeah. When I um, you know, when I have my meetings with the students at Humber College, the first thing I ask them is, "How many sets are you doing a week?" And if they don't say fifteen, what? 10 to fifteen. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what it takes because it's become that competitive. I can never now. be a comic, and honestly, that's why <laughs> there's comics who have been around for a few years in their other cities. Like a lot of people migrate here from Halifax mm-hmm. and Ottawa and Montreal. It's, it's because of the stage time. It's certainly not because of the money, and I feel like a lot of them find that out the hard way. But, but that's more, because more stage you're time coming now. here and you can hit three, four indie shows every single night. You can hit open mics at the clubs yeah. and you can, what you're lacking in money, you're, you're, you're just honing your craft and you're, it's going to the gym every night. Yeah. Right? And I should say that just because you work hard and even if you're good, it doesn't mean you're going to make a living. I, yeah. I think what's going to happen is we're going to evolve into a nation of hobbyists. Um, ah. Where you know, just because there's Me. a lot of comics out there, mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that there go- there's a lot of good comics out there, and there's certainly very few great comics out there. There's just a lot of bulk. Well, we're um, gonna- <laughs> there's a lot of filler, and in and that's a horrible thing to say about somebody who's working really hard and might do that for. 10, 20 years. But I see these people getting up on Amateur Night, and I know that even though they're getting some laughs, they will never make more than, you know, 
$100 a year. Wow. Ever. I, mm-hmm. we, I, we're going to talk after the break. Don't about quit the... your day job. Oh, my God. It's so mean, Don't but it's quit true. Your bl- uh, oh, did I we're, say that? Oh, oh, cut that. Cut it. After the break, we're going to talk about... This is a professional about. company. Leave it we in. have real estate. We've we lost, have real estate we've to lost maintain. Control. We might want to sell this company someday. <laughs> this chorus thing. I thought you meant yuck yucks. I'm <laughs> buying. Okay, after the break, you we're going to talk about... It. the quality. <laughs> you're right. Qualities of a great comic. I want to know what that is. And I also want to know the dark horse. So somebody who went to the amateur nights of yuck yucks that you never kind of thought or maybe you did. Oh. Uh, and then we're going to come Can up. Can we please get into the most awkward things we've all seen at some of those? Okay, because there's some the fantastic oh, stuff out on there. Oh, on yeah. Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Inside Jokes, we talk about inside the joke, even behind it if you want. We've got the gang from uh, Yuck Yucks. Thanks for coming in, Mark Breslin, Ariel, and Kira. And uh, we gotta go right to the source. So what are who are some dark horses in a- amateur nights that you guys saw and then you didn't think would do well? Is that a stupid question, Mark? Mark's <laughs> making a face. Name names? Well, well. I know it's tough for you I mean, guys to name names. I'm not, I'm not gonna name names, but... I'm just saying there have been some people that the there's one comic in particular I saw them they were very young and fairly new and I was blown away and I've watched this comic progress so it is possible I know mm-hmm. who you're talking about I know you know who <laughs> yeah I'm about. I, I have to go way back um, but let's say that there are some comics who just have it yeah pretty much from the start they have something and then there are other comics who painstakingly grow their act one line at a time. And way back when, in the first group of comics, there was a guy named Lou Dinos, um, who was a Greek comic from here in Toronto. And he grew his act literally one line at a time. Took him forever. Mm. But he played Carnegie Hall. Wow. None of the other guys did. Mm. So it's possible to do that. There are people, there are tortoises and there are hares. I mean, yeah. yes. you know, um, yes. Norm MacDonald, uh, it's legendary. Oh. He had had a fantastic set the first time he ever went on stage in the Yuck Yucks Ottawa. Thought he bombed, walked out, apologized to the manager. And the manager had to go run after him and say, I hope you're coming back. Um, <laughs> Nikki Payne was also very much unnatural when she went on for the very first time on Amateur Night. But it's so rare that that happens. Right. You know, it's like sitting somebody down in front of a piano and saying, you know, play a, a Mozart song. Sonata, and they do. It's been known to happen, mm-hmm. but well, let's talk never. about the qualities of a great comic. Okay, sorry, Kara, were you going to say something about? Oh, that? Oh no, well, I was just going to kind of tag on to Mark's uh, thought there. I mean, look at some comics who've completely um, redone their act, like mm. Dave Hempstead. You yeah, know? when he was Billy Bob, Joe Bob, whatever. Darren Frost is another one. Yeah, completely and they, they revamped completely it. revamped it and changed who they are, and they're. I mean, that's tough. Yeah, but it's. Awesome. I think it's also incrementally. It clicks for you for different acts at different times, right? You don't know that life experience that may change. That's your view, right. That's and then right. all of a sudden you're talking about the things that you are good at. Yes. And that could happen at any point. In- a major life tragedy. I think we all know comics. Let's even go to Ellen DeGeneres when her ex-girlfriend died and then she said she got more like funnier like sometimes when you're just faced with tragedy like you just come anybody up anybody watching so. i'm dying up here yeah. yes okay so I that's think, the jim carrey show that's yeah. right so i think it's interesting because um it's sort of 
uh, falls on this kind of uh, drama queen concept of comics that every comic is tortured, miserable, um, <laughs> uh, unhappy, suicidal, literally in the show, mm-hmm. suicidal. Yeah. Um, and in my experience, that's not true. Only the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, I mean, what a great show. And by the way, See, that gonna... was timing. That joke yes, required it was well timing. Done. Thank you. Thank you, Mark mm-hmm. Breslin. It was uh, that show, if you get a chance to watch it, because it's going to be featured, the panel, at Just for Laughs this year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to going to see that, uh, that panel speak. Um, because, guys, that show is a really good snapshot. I mean, it's based in the 70s, but... Back in those times, they were all looking for stage time, and there just wasn't, right? And they were all... Is she Mitzi Shore? Is it based on... Yeah, I mean, part of the you know party game of watching that show is trying to figure out who everybody's yes. based on. Now, it's interesting because the book it's based on a book by William Nodelsater called uh, Undying Up Here, which is the real story of the real people at that time. And I guess the producers had to make a decision of trying to get the rights to everybody's life story because Letterman was there and Leno was there and Carlin was there. And you don't see any of these people. You see composites. And I think one of the weaknesses of the the series is that the composites that they created aren't nearly as interesting as the mm-hmm. actual people who were there. Uh, and that includes some really obscure people, like Jack Grayman, who was born in a concentration camp and looked like Kurt Vonnegut mm-hmm. and had the darkest, saddest act ever. Hysterically <laughs> funny. Um, hysterically <laughs> funny. But he's not there. Um, but they've made sort of a kind of composite uh, character of people like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I wish it had been the real people. But the last last one I saw last night or two nights ago, um, they actually had a Richard Pryor yeah. person on cool. playing oh, Richard Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. And and I thought the whole show like lifted up right there because there was somebody that was actually rooted mm-hmm. in reality. The show reminds me a lot of Vinyl, which I loved. Yes, which Vinyl too. Yeah. Somehow was canceled, and I can't quite understand I why. Fantastic. The best shows always are. But, but, I liked Ray Romano in that. He was great. Everybody was great in vinyl. Yes, everybody. And I can't quite say that's true for this show, but I'm liking it more than I uh, I dislike it. And it's truer than it is false. Well, I was going to say that's important for that show because when we're talking about comedy, we want to talk about that. I want to talk about an article, too, after the break. I mean, we still got to get to the qualities of a great comic, but we want to talk about this article, this dude wrote about uh, most effable female comedians. Kira's... And we're going to talk about it. That's uh, why me and Kira didn't make it. I have no idea. But anyway, right. we're going to talk about it on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. So before the break, we were talking with the gang from Yuck Yucks. Welcome back, by the way, Kira, Ariel, and Mark Breslin. Uh, we're talking about a lot of different things. Um, the female, there was an article by a hack who mm-hmm. is a total nobody, uh, but it's enough to stir up some emotion about top 15 females that are doable. Yeah, and I, I think it didn't stir up as much emotion as everyone maybe thought it might because yes. everyone knows it's pure garbage. Yes, but is there truth to... Uh, it's true. It is g- garbage because um, there are no... Uh, they, none of them would say yes. Are you going to book... No, <laughs> but are you going to yes. book a comic if she's hotter or are not? Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Why? It's show business. It's not... That's that not what the business it's, is. It's, Funny no. first. Right. I'm very, very glad Funny that first. I'm in a... Um, that I'm in a corner of show business where looks really don't matter all that much, not for men and not for women. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to be clean and presentable. But beyond that, 
Does it really matter? There are fat comics, there are thin comics, there are short comics, there are tall comics, there are disabled comics. You can't say that about musicians or actors necessarily. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, movie stars. You can't say that about movie stars. But you can say that about comedy stars. And that's kind of gratifying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Isn't it easier, though, if you have some kind of... uh, like if I had a big nose, if I was heavier. Well, it's like comedy is just you take the sting out of all the things yes. in life that are imperfect, right. right? If you want to use that word. So it's like some big world event that's scary and terrible that happens. The first thing people do is go to comedy because it takes the power out of that thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of comics who have some sort of physical disability or traumatic life thing that happens, what's the most therapeutic thing? You turn that into comedy, yeah. right? Me and my cancer, yeah. for sure. So what are the qualities of a great comic? Mark Breslin. Well, fearlessness, I think, is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, an intellect is really important. It's a very intellectual discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really... What did Nietzsche once said that, you know, a joke is an epitaph upon an emotion. Wow. So uh, you have to be really smart. And some of the smartest people I've ever met are comics. In fact, let me give you the corollary of that. I don't think I've ever met a dumb comic. I've met an uneducated an comic. Mm-hmm. I've met an unsophisticated comic, but I've never met a dumb comic. You have to be pretty smart to be able to discern the distance right. between illusion and reality, and that's always what you're doing. You're describing that distance to an audience constantly in whatever kind of comedy you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. Um, you need to kind of be in the zeitgeist somehow. Um, you know, uh, somebody who's a Jewish comic who's kind of re- recapitulating the Woody Allen neurotic thing it probably might not go too far anymore because we've seen that so many times over two generations now we want something different so he's not part of the zeitgeist so it helps to be part of that um uh, ariel good good work habits yeah Mm -hmm. i would say that uh of all of it just come from a real place authenticity tell me what you want to talk about Uh, there's nothing that drives me more than when i watch a stand-up and i'm like you're just doing what stand-up is on tv not yeah. what you I, I know nothing wow. about you at this point. Fabulous. And it drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kira? Well, Ariel said something earlier about um life experience and I think if you got to include that in uh, in your comedy as well because that'll have some grounding and distinguish you from other people exactly. kind of to what Mark was saying. Yeah. But here's what I'm really looking for when I'm looking for somebody not who can become a comic and you know make $80,000 a year. I'm looking for somebody who's going to change the culture. Somebody's going to move the needle of culture somewhere. And to hmm. do that, I think you have to have what we'll call a comic flaw. And a comic flaw is something that in any ordinary citizen would be considered a negative, but somehow when you apply it on stage and it's exaggerated, it becomes funny. And I'll give you some examples. You can always reduce them to one sentence or one one word even. Roseanne is vulgar. Uh, Woody Allen is neurotic. Uh, Seinfeld is fussy. Um, and you could go on and on with those people. Those are the people who become superstars ah. because you can immediately react to something that's within them that is uh, a mistake, uh, uh, a problem, and you identify with it somehow. And those are also people who have their own distinct voice, exactly, right? Like that you can pinpoint in a second. Mm-hmm. If, you aren't, if, you, if you aren't figuring out what your own voice is and honing that and working on that, if you're just going out to open mics and going like, well, I really like Bill Burr, so I'm going to go do Bill Burr for five minutes. Mm-hmm. That I, fat falls off the bone. Of, uh, audiences enough. aren't that dumb. True enough. However, yeah. um, you know, uh, Leonard Cohen once said that uh, if you want to be a, a poet, you start imitating all the, the poets you really like, and then eventually... 
um, you'll find your own yes. voice because yeah. you'll drop the kind of you know other the otherness it, that you're, that yeah. you're imitating. Yeah. Imitation is not plagiarism, by the way. Never rip off another comic. Quickly, uh, before break, can you? What's going on at the Yuck Yucks organization? A lot of rumors uh, going about that you're selling. I'm selling myself. <laughs> um, I was down at the corner of Gerard and Jarvis oh last God. week, last night, and I did rather He's well. He's not telling me. No, no I'll tell the you. date Dean was on last night. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I saw you, man. Yeah. Cheapskate. <laughs> anyway. Mark, um, I was in the Harveys. <laughs> so let me tell you that I'm here in this uh, um, studio, and I'm looking outside, and I see a bunch of buildings. And guess what? They're all for sale. Everything is for sale. Um, if you have a business, it's for sale. Okay. The only question is, it's not done yet. What's the what's the price? So yes, of course, I've been you know over the years I've been approached by many many different uh, people and organizations to buy my company. People want to take it public. They want to put it on the stock market. Mm-hmm. These things go. We go down the road to see what happens, and then the deal falls apart. We're involved in a deal now, which looked uh, pretty promising for quite a while. If you'd asked me this question two months ago, I would have been much more positive about it. But it seems to have slowed down, and now I think maybe it won't happen, or maybe it will happen. But until I see the check on the table, until that check clears, nothing's happening. All right, good. That's good. We're going to talk more after the break with the gang from Yuck Yucks on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's a tip for homeowners. I call it know your home. And what I mean is go out with your realtor to see comparable properties so that as a homeowner, you are better informed about what your home might be worth. Even if you're not planning on selling, it's important to keep informed for refinancing, renovation investments, or just for the fact of being surprised at what your home may be worth to continue to love it. Or call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Welcome back, Inside Jokes. And the Mecca or the Olympics of comedy is coming up just for Last Festival in Montreal. Uh, I'm looking forward to going. And the gang from Yuck Yucks is here, Mark, Ariel, and Kira. And you, of course, pump out a lot of talent out of the Yuck Yuck stages. Who's being featured? It's a homegrown, right? Homegrown, yeah. We're Kira? really uh, super proud of all of our comics that got selected for homegrown. We have... Marita Lopez. Brian Long. Uh, Ross Dork. Brittany Lysing. Wow. Courtney Gilmore. Adrian Kronk. That's the six. Yeah. Who are who are some of the past winners? Um, that like Chris Robinson. Uh, or no, no it was Chris, Nigel. He, he did top Nig- comic last year, but Nigel, Nigel Grinstead won yeah. last year. Nigel Sean Grinstead. Emony. Yes. Yep. With us. Yep. I forgot Sean. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So that's good. I'm Mark. I bumped into you there last year. We went to see uh, and Dino here. We went to Mar- um, Bamford. Yes, that's yes, right. Yeah. She was great. Yeah, Bamford. She was fantastic. She was great. And I love sitting beside Mark Breslin and watching a comedy show because. <laughs> We laugh at somewhat of the same things because she's dark, like she's a depressing comic, but brilliant. There's all the qualities you were talking about. Yeah, well, she's actually mentally ill, and she'll tell you she's mentally ill. Yes, yes, and all. But Jerry Seinfeld is not mentally ill. 
He's merely neurotic. Yeah. And he's, and he's, all, and he's, he's a billionaire. Gonna, and he's going to be there this year. Yeah. You've met him? Oh, yeah. Many times. We used to book him. Yeah. Wow. Holy moly. I always laugh when from that show that we went and saw because Maria was doing all, a lot of new material on that one. But I live right down the street from a cemetery. And every time I walk past, I always think she has this joke where she goes, every time she walks past a cemetery, she'll just turn to who's ever beside her on the sidewalk and go, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> and I just, that pops into my head every day. That, that's the thing. Yeah. So brilliant. And uh, who to watch out for, guys? Do you want to throw out some, uh, besides your... your uh, besides our homegrown guys? Yeah. Do you want JFL specific? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Unlike Ilya Kazan, I never name names. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I wanted to say, sorry, we didn't even get to that Eliza Schlesinger comment about her ripping into other female comedians. Kira, you just rolled your eyes. Oh, well, she's... A, what do you think of her? I think it was her agent being like, you need to make something I, happen. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it was all publicity. Your last, yeah. your last special was... Um, Flat. Bland. Yeah. yeah, on Netflix. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, we could do a whole other show with you guys, but we're going to do a YouTube show with you guys after the show, and then you guys could all catch it on uh, YouTube. That's what we're going to do. Oh, well, I'm not dressed for that. I... Thank you. Yes, your makeup. We'll get makeup cool in your stuff. I don't in know. Hair, <laughs> uh, I, thank you to the gang from Yuck Yucks, Mark Breslin. Mark Breslin. It's okay. Cut the stupidity out. And uh, Ariel and Kira, thank you so much, guys. Uh, Yuck Yucks, uh, just check out. We post it on the Inside Jokes Facebook page every week, all the Yuck Yucks uh, shows coming up. Thanks to Courtney. Thanks, Techie Tom. Thanks, Dean Young. And also catch John Collin this week at the Toronto Yuck Yucks. You'll hear him on the Comedy RX. Yeah. There you go. Bada wow. He made, he made the yeah. Comedy RX. And uh, please uh, follow me uh, wherever I, I take you, really. Uh, after this is the Dating and Relationship Show. And it's our Pride Edition with Maggie Casella and Andrew Johnston. So tune in each and every week to Super Sandra Sundays on Talk <laughs> No, I not. always want to say that. It yeah. is Talk Radio AM 640. Hey there, it's Techie Tom, and it's time for this week's comedy listings. Don't miss headliner John Collin at the Toronto Yuck Yucks July 5th to 9th, Hunter Collins July 7th to 8th at Hamilton Yuck Yucks, and the Cowboys and Indian Comedy Tour continues. Check us out July 8th at Toronto's famous Comedy Bar. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chato, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast, and start downloading... The Best of Frantic Times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for your Comedy Rx, this week featuring John Cullen. Yeah, I'm a comedian, which is great. That's my job. Which means I make fun of people for a living, which is excellent, but also kind of weird because I grew up mostly in the 90s. And it's hard to make fun of people when you grew up in the 90s because we just wore some stupid <laughs> didn't we? Just some terrible <laughs> I think the worst thing that I wore was the zipper pants. You know the pants that zipped off into shorts? <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, those were terrible. And I didn't even have, like, the good kind of zipper pants. Like, you know that you had the two options? You had, like, the pants or the shorts. My mom bought mine at Walmart, so I just had the pant option and then the gym teacher pedophile option. So, like, my only two options. I don't know if you guys had gym teachers like I had gym teachers, but my gym teacher's shorts were so short that when he tucked his drawstring into his shorts, it came out the bottom. <laughs> It's kind of like a little yarn penis, just sort of fluttering. 
The wind is horrible. And if you were wearing the zipper pants and it got sunny out, you were always left with a really tough decision, right? It was either A, have your legs sweat profusely, or B, carry your pant legs around with you for the rest of the day. It's a pretty tough decision. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks again, Dean Young, Techie Tom, and our intern Courtney for all the help. And you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at Sandra underscore Carusi or on Facebook, Santa Carusi Official. And uh, check us out on social media for the show at Inside Joke 640. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Santa Carusi and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.